What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Founders Journal. My job is to make yours easier as an entrepreneur. Before we hop into today's episode, I have one simple ask for you. If you enjoy what you hear today, please share this episode with one or two people that you think would benefit from it. It helps me and my team grow Founders Journal into the biggest entrepreneurship show in the world, and it helps those that you share the episode with grow as entrepreneurs. Thank you in advance for helping to support the show. And now onto today's episode where I share my greatest insecurities as an entrepreneur. Every entrepreneur has insecurities, but for a number of reasons, we choose not to address them, which means we don't spend the time working on them. And there's good reason that we don't share these insecurities with others. The world doesn't reward us sharing them. I'm hoping by me sharing my insecurities right here on this podcast, you'll become aware of yours and be able to address them moving forward. Let's hop into it. When it comes to opening up and being vulnerable, there is little upside and there's a lot of potential downside, or at least that's what people perceive. We fear that sharing our insecurities will make us look weak or unqualified when talking to VCs or potential investors, especially when an investor is considering us against 50 other potential investments and 50 entrepreneurs who likely haven't shared their insecurities as well. We fear that sharing our insecurities will make us look unconfident or unqualified to our employees who trust us with their livelihood. We tell ourselves this story that we need to be a rock for our employees, that we are their center of gravity that keeps them grounded when everything else feels chaotic within a business. And we can't justify sharing our weaknesses if it potentially jeopardizes losing the locker room. But that's the great irony of this whole situation. It has never been more important to share weakness and insecurity as a founder. The state of startups is precarious right now as the rise from zero to 5% interest rates and the slowing of VC investments has discounted private tech startups meaningfully. And while there's been a reversion to the mean, more employees are working remote in a hybrid or full-time capacity than ever before. And I fundamentally believe that it makes it harder for leaders to connect with their employees, especially if the company hasn't been full-time remote forever. It's never been more important to build trust as a leader in order to attract and retain great talent, which brings us back to sharing your insecurities. Brene Brown, who's a world-class researcher, wrote a book called Dare to Lead, and in it, she shares her findings from a seven-year study on leadership. One of the main takeaways of the book is that there are four skill sets of daring leadership. The first is living into our values, and basically this one is about how do you not just have your core values as a company be words on a wall, which it is for most companies, but instead how do you operationalize your values where they're reflected in your behaviors, especially when behaving in line with your values isn't easy, like when you're having difficult conversations with employees. The second skill set is braving trust. This one is about how building and keeping trust between a leader and their people is essential, and BRAVING is an acronym that Brene came up with that stands for Boundaries, Reliability, Accountability, Vault, which means confidentiality, Integrity, Non-Judgment, and Generosity, and those are all of the components needed to build and retain trust. The third skill set is learning to rise. This is about preparing and training yourself to own your own circumstances rather than having them own you. Having tools to demonstrate courage and behaviors you want your team to model when shit hits the fan and your business is going through some struggle is the crux of learning to rise. 
And I, of course, saved the fourth and final skill set for last, which is rumbling with vulnerability. This skill set is all about how to be a courageous leader. And in order to do that, you need to rumble with vulnerability and embrace the suck, as Brene says. And in her research study, she found that there are six myths that leaders tell themselves to justify why they aren't vulnerable. Myth number one, vulnerability is a weakness. Myth number two, I don't do vulnerability. Myth number three, I can go at it alone. Myth number four, you can engineer the uncertainty and discomfort out of vulnerability. Myth number five, trust comes before vulnerability. And myth number six, vulnerability is disclosure. All of these are a way of saying that vulnerability goes hand in hand with being a strong leader and sharing insecurities is one way to be authentically vulnerable. And I figured I'd demonstrate what that looks like by sharing the insecurities that I have felt while building Morning Brew and I still feel as a startup founder today. I'm gonna share all four of those in a second, but before I get into them, let's take a quick break. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Insecurity number one, I procrastinate too much. Whenever I'm bored or I'm dealing with a difficult mental task where I've recently posted on social, I default to grabbing my phone and scrolling through Twitter or LinkedIn. And I think this is partially driven by our anatomical desire as humans to be complacent and our aversion to putting in sustained mental effort. But I also think social media is a drug and I am wildly addicted. When I have a great day of work, I feel like I've done what I've said I was going to do while minimizing my time spent procrastinating. Insecurity number two, I never knew as a first-time founder if I was doing a good job. There's this weird thing as a startup founder where understanding your performance isn't super easy. You don't have a boss, and if you've bootstrapped, you don't have investors or a board to function like your boss. And a lot of things that you work on as a founder are long-term investments, so you're not getting immediate feedback like most employees get in their jobs, which means you rely on imperfect short-term indicators of performance, or if you have a co-founder, you rely on their feedback. In the early days of Morning Brew, I was blessed to have a co-founder, but my co-founder and I were young and we weren't sophisticated in our communication and we never gave nor solicited this type of feedback out of fear of hurting each other's feelings. So I really never knew where I stood with him. Insecurity number three, I felt and I still feel like I'm not strategic enough. I feel like everyone in the professional world is obsessed with the word strategy. Leaders try to have the word strategic in their job title, and everyone is obsessed with saying they do strategy or strategic work. Now, as I reflect on my MO as a worker, I worry it doesn't line up with being strategic. I'm super creative. I'm a storyteller and a seller. I share ideas when I'm excited about them, not when I've spent days fleshing them out. And because of that, it's always made me feel insecure that my superpowers as an entrepreneur don't line up with being known as someone who is strategic. Insecurity number four. I worry that I'm not critical or paranoid enough. 
I'm generally a very tolerant and optimistic person. And I think this has clear benefits in leadership. It allows me to exude excitement when I share the vision of a business. It creates a feeling of safety for those that I work with. And I think it's a sustainable way of being professionally and personally. But when I think about being a great leader, I think there are two traits that the critical or paranoid mind thrives at. The first is sweating the details and constantly pushing for perfection. And the second is sniffing out cracks before they become craters. I'm insecure about the fact that my more laissez-faire way of leading can lead to irreparable issues within a business. Now, I want to finish by making something very clear. I don't share my insecurities to be vulnerable for the sake of being vulnerable. I don't do it because I think this idea of vulnerability is in vogue in the professional world right now. I truly believe that it is wildly important for a leader to be open in this way. It shows a sense of self-awareness because if you don't call out your own vulnerabilities, people may wonder if you have the self-awareness to spot them and work on them. It also gives people permission to be open and not fear looking weak or being wrong. And I personally find it to be cathartic emotionally where I don't have to carry the weight of these feelings, of these insecurities, of these vulnerabilities all by myself. So before we go, I have two quick asks of you. First, shoot me an email and share your greatest insecurity as a professional. I will keep it totally anonymous, but I want to share some of the most common responses I got on an upcoming episode. And second, as I said at the top, please share this episode with one to two friends who you think would benefit from this topic and the podcast more broadly. It is the number one way that we can grow the show and also it's a way for you to easily help people in your life. As always, thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.